0: hey friends welcome back to the journal feed my name is nick zelt and you are in the only place where you can be spoon-fed the latest and greatest of emergency medicine we're trying to keep you guys up on the literature so you know just all you have to do is listen now let's take a quick look at everything that we're going to be covering first off most of the time we think of adenosine as a treatment but it can do a little bit more Second, no knife management of appendicitis in pediatrics. Third, the risk of PE after a stay in the hospital. Fourth, how much workup is really needed for umphalitis. And then fifth, a bit of recalibration for UTI calc. Now if you're hearing me say this right now then unfortunately you're not a journal feed subscriber and so will not be receiving the full journal feed podcast but only a portion of the past week's articles. Don't you worry at all, I pick the best ones and my favorite ones, but if you would like to get full access to both the podcast and the blog, then consider becoming a member. All the details for that are at journalfeed.org, and like I say every week, if you think that money would be a barrier for you to get this, then just reach out to us, we would love to help you out. Great, let's jump straight to the third article. Titled, Venous Thrombosis Risk During and After Medical and Surgical Hospitalizations, the Medical Inpatient Thrombosis and Hemostasis Study. Out of the Journal of Thrombosis and Hemostasis. Alright, by now we all know and love the many risk factors for VTEs. But how well do we really know them? The Perk rule, one of my favorite rules by the way, after the 5 second rule, love the 5 second rule, includes hospitalization or surgery in the past 28 days as a risk factor. So that means it must be a risk, right? And of course it is. But like, what about 60 days? What about 90 days? Does the risk just go away after 28? We always wanna know a little bit more. This was a retrospective study of primary care patients from a Vermont University health system that included almost 83,000 patients over four years. That's a lot of person years and more than 55,000 hospitalizations. And this was the only hospital that's actually in the area, so assuming that the patients weren't off somewhere else, then it's likely that they were able to capture most, if not all, major medical events. Alright, so during this time, they had 713 VTEs occurring. Rates were much, much higher if you had recently been hospitalized, as much as 50 times higher if you're literally in the hospital. Okay, so overall, if you were currently in the hospital, then your rate was 72 per 1,000 patient years. This decreased the farther away from hospitalization you got. So at one month, it went from 72 to 35 per 1,000 patient years. At two months, it was 11, and at three months, it was five. There is no major difference between medical or surgical hospitalizations. Now, being in the hospital, Ed, obviously this is bad news bears for VTEs, and it's no wonder that we aggressively give DVT prophylaxis to all inpatients. So, as you get farther from hospitalization, it does seem to get better. But even three months out, you're still at a threefold higher risk than the general population of getting a VTE. You know, I mean, just so you know. In a spoonful, the risk of VTE is highest during and close after a hospitalization, but it doesn't just fall to zero after one or even two months. Even three months out from hospitalization, you're still at a three times higher risk of getting a VTE than those not hospitalized. Okay, jump to the fifth article titled Reassessment of the Role of Race in Calculating the Risk of Urinary Tract Infection, A Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis out of the JAMA Pediatrics. We covered UTI Calc before, and it's actually a score that you can use with a bunch of variables that are quite easy to collect to help you decide if a urine culture is necessary in children. If it calculates a probability of 2% or higher, then it would recommend a culture, and this is meant to capture about 95% of UTIs. The original algorithm included race, with non black children being at higher risk. This variable has come under a lot of fire in recent years since race, well, race isn't necessarily the problem. It's being seen as a proxy for societal factors confounding the data, perhaps. So how about we cut out race and use something else a little bit more, perhaps, relevant? The authors performed a systematic review and meta-analysis to determine whether race was associated with urinary tract infections. What they found was a strong association between non-black race and the odds of UTI, with an odds ratio of 2.44. However, they state that they were compelled to search for other things to replace race despite this strong association. Then, they substituted in a history of prior UTI and duration of fever in the place of race within the calculator. Their test characteristics were nearly the same afterwards. Though, they did estimate that this change will lead to an increase in testing of black children by about 18% without finding more UTIs. If you go to UTI Calc now, you'll see that it does not include race. It seems like the authors were in a bit of a bind, kind of a hard one here. The race is a societal construct, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't affect people's lives very much so. But it's still also something that's subjective, like who's making the call in which direction to go if one parent is black and the other is not and one is Asian, I don't know. I think I'd like this move towards things that are more objective measures. In a spoonful, though race was strongly associated with UTI, those at high risk being non-black children, UTI Calc has done away with race and maintained a similar accuracy in their risk tool. All right, guys, let's wrap up. I love wrapping up. What did we learn today? Third, while the perk rule might be Bayesian, that is, it's a yes, rule out PE, or no, the risk of VTE is not. Even three months out from hospitalization, the risk of VTE is still three times higher than those not hospitalized. Fifth, you know, people like to think that science doesn't care, and it just transcends all boundaries, and that'd be really, really great. But unfortunately, we're not that great as a society, and we care about what goes into our risk calculators. And since we can't necessarily physiologically justify why race would matter as a risk for urinary tract infection, well, UTI Calc took race out of the equation, and their test still works pretty much as well. Links to all the articles summarized can be found at journalfeed.org. The newsletter is the best way to make the podcast into a bite-sized nugget of space repetition. Share this all with your friends. If you're feeling a little bit FOMO, you feel like you could have heard more podcasts, you'd like to hear more podcasts, well, you could. You just need to become a Journal Feed member. All the details for that are at our website. Our goal here is to provide better patient care through spoon feeding. And so we're helping you keep up with the latest research one spoonful at a time.